Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. You can email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at Computer Talk with tab.com now here's eric and good morning this is computer talk with tab i'm eric and i'm bob and uh we're here till 11 o'clock feel free to get online while the lines are all jammed up uh i dropped the last caller by accident i really do apologize for that he was asking about how to get a signal to his conference room tv from his laptop he can plug in an external monitor and then he wants to also broadcast that signal or mirror that signal over to his conference room tv which is on the other side of the wall so I'm not sure exactly what he's doing there um, because you have one person on one side of the wall and everyone on the other side of the wall might be a big of a bit of a pain. But you can do wireless technologies that will broadcast signals from computers to other devices. You're going to plug into their video connections and hope the, the synchronization occurs. It does get to be a little dicey. Uh, what we have always said, and I've always said, wired always works. And that's the truth when it comes to networking. And it's the truth when it comes to connecting to displays, especially for conference rooms. The problem also, though, with Wired Always Works is people walk in there with their laptops and their interfaces are different than the next guys. So if the TV is an HDMI interface, inevitably someone's coming in there with a VGA connection. So you got to have HDMI to VGA adapters or you have to have HDMI to the DisplayPort adapters or HDMI to mini dis- HDMI or HDMI to mini DisplayPort. It gets messy. And the old VGA, the standard blue, that was the standard for probably, what, 20 years? Forever, yeah. It's gone. Pretty much. Gone. Yeah. It's not, it's not high definition enough, Bob, <laughs> I guess. So we would tell you to try to do wired first. But there are plenty of technologies out there that will allow for you to broadcast your signal wirelessly. Now, if you've got your monitor plugged into your laptop already, you need another interface off of that computer for a second monitor connection to then broadcast it to your TV. Um, some some of these technologies use the Wi-Fi uh, built into your network. However, when they use the Wi-Fi to display, you lose the network because it's using the Wi-Fi to display. You can't do both. Um, so you have to hardwire your laptop and then use the Wi-Fi to display to use the Wi-Fi technology. It gets messy, right? Wired always works. So my recommendation always is to have a computer in that conference room of some kind, whether it be a little Nook device or a laptop that is just designated the machine for presentations. Um, And most people can bring in a thumb drive, plug it into the laptop, and then put their presentation on for you rather than having to adjust. So I wish I didn't drop them. I'm sorry for that. uh, There's two buttons right in front of one another, and I picked the wrong one. And uh, hopefully that helps. Let's go on to your calls further, and we're going to go to Ted in Cromwell. Hey, Ted. Good morning. Morning. 
Yeah, I was listening to that last story. That was something else. I bought a new HP, and the first thing I did was disable that Cortina. Oh, yeah, me too. And then I kept my same uh, Yahoo email. I didn't bother going Outlook. Yeah, they're trying to steer it you. It used to be easy to work, but it's changed a lot. Anyways, yeah. my question is the computer came with the McAfee, mm-hmm. uh, which I guess is owned by Intel now or something. Yep. And they're fighting about that, I, by the way, but go ahead. It's only good for a year or something, then you got to re-up to it or whatever. But it's a try. I saw this other, I saw this other uh, security yeah. system online. It was Viper. Mm-hmm. Did you ever hear of that? Yeah, we've heard of it. Well, from what they said, it, it's uh, lifetime on it. It keeps updating. It checks your emails coming in. It checks your whatever sites you're on or what have you. It's and free? It's like, and no. Oh, okay. It's like $90, I think, or something. 90 bucks like a year. Okay. No, it's one one time shot. It's free updates forever. So, oh wow, I didn't know how good it is or whatever because I'm hesitant to put it in there because it wipes out McAfee or anything else that's on there, and it is the security. Right. So, is this for home use or for business use? Home use. So, for home use, I tell you, you could use the built-in antivirus that comes from the boys at Microsoft. I would tell you, you could uninstall McAfee and just use Defender. I assume it's Windows 10, correct? Yes. So Microsoft purchased a, a virus company called Dice, I think they they were called anti um, anti malware, right? But there was a AV anti malware. The company was called Dice, I think. Um, I could be mistaken on the name, but that built-in antivirus is is fine uh, for home use. I would though then add a filter like OpenDNS to additionally protect you. What was that filter name again? Uh, OpenDNS. OpenDNS, yeah, yeah, yeah. But so see, about a month and a half ago, my other computer got hacked, and we got rid of that and got a new email and all that stuff. But then my motherboard crashed. Okay. <laughs> so I ended up getting a new computer. So I've been gun shy about anything with security wise on a computer, and it's the first time I ever got hacked or whatever. Well, when you say hack, what do you mean? So so people understand. They went into my email and I called Yahoo support, yeah. and they went in there and they showed me like four different places where somebody from Europe was in my computer. In your computer or into in ya- the, into Yahoo? In my Yahoo. In your Yahoo, right? So your Yahoo address was hacked, not your computer. Right. Right, and then the next thing happened was the motherboard crashed, so I was, like, yeah. out of a computer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sorry that happens. Some, there's one more thing that will happen because everything happens in threes. Um, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so your Yahoo account being hacked is not a surprising thing because Yahoo does is a big cloud-based mail system, and your password might have been fairly simple. Um, so that, And also people's Yahoo's – I think Yahoo had all, like, a billion – email uh, accounts released. Right. So yep. everyone technically was hacked by, by Yahoo themselves um, letting this stuff out. So you should consider, um, if you want to use Viper, that's fine. It doesn't it doesn't change your vulnerability with Yahoo at all. Um, but I would recommend having a web filter as well, like OpenDNS, to better protect you from surfing. Okay. Just, cool. just everyday surfing. I mean, I put it in everything for my, my kids and no matter where they are, even up at UConn or what have you, they have OpenDNS running, so they're safer, even within the UConn walls. Sounds good. Thanks for the advice. Appreciate All right, Ted. It. Yeah, good luck. Have a good one. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Um, so, yeah, that word hack gets a little overused sometimes because, again, those Yahoo accounts were released, so all somebody had to do was go look for your email <laughs> and say, oh, this Ted's password, and all he did was put his password in. A lot of times That's those terms are misused intentionally. Sometimes. I don't think Ted meant to do that. But it, no. 
Um, let's go on to Rob in Cheshire. Hey, Rob. Hey, gentlemen. Thanks very much for sure. taking my call. Yeah. I want you to know uh, I have a Viper, and it doesn't have any type of uh, software that keeps me from putting my pedal, putting the pedal to the metal. <laughs> okay, good. And and that goes well too. Yeah. Um, my Those Vipers is, are very nice. Spend, yeah. Automobile. Yeah. Very nice. My wife spends the summer around Charleston and uh, at a residence we have there. Yeah. And I have a so I have to uh, reconnect uh, connect to a wireless that we have there. Yeah. The one that we have here in Cheshire, um, she tried to reconnect to now, and my Gmail her Gmail says your connection is not private, and it says that and it won't connect to her Gmail account. Interesting. And and. Uh, I run OpenDNS and I yep. have Windows Defender, and I actually ran uh, the uh, malware bytes uh, yep. recently, and it's still having a difficult time. So uh, it thinks it thinks your Wi-Fi in your home. Uh, you're you're certain she's connecting to your Wi-Fi and not somebody else's? Do you know that? Yeah, the- no, I've actually looked at uh, I've looked at it. There was a there was one that uh, there was a mobile hotspot from my phone that it was connecting to that I also disabled. So the only one that it's connected to is the one. Is the router that has uh, the name that I recognize as our home one? Interesting. So it, it's interesting that it's. What do you think, Bob? Is he? Is she? Is he? Is it a, a HTTPS issue? I mean, it's saying the network isn't private on the Wi-Fi. Well, if it's not private, it, it means that it's probably uh, HTTPS, and uh, or and it HTTPS. probably doesn't have a certificate. Well, the, when I when I link when I click on the uh, the inbox. It says not secure, and then HTTPS is crossed out with a little red line, and then it has the mail.google.com address, but the HTTPS is crossed out with a red line in the in the web address. Okay, so this actually could be a, uh, a symptom of, of OpenDNS warning you that Google's connection isn't private. Ah. That's probably what's happening here, um, which is if you're not connecting with – so that does happen, right? So, so certain services are not HTTPS compliant, and what you're seeing with OpenDNS is it's warning you about that. I bet that's an OpenDNS error, correct? Uh, no, actually, it's well, – I don't know where I would It's in the that. browser, I think. So It's in the browser itself. You just like an orange warning. Actually, yeah, no, no. This is just – it seems to come from – if I click on the advanced – uh, button on the screen. Click on the advanced, and then you can say it says "Get me out of here" or something like that. Yeah, no, this one just says mail.google.com normally uses encryption to protect your information. When we tried, when Google Chrome tried to contact connect to mail.google.com this time, the website sent back unusual and incorrect incorrect credentials. Oh, okay. So, so this you, is Chrome giving you a warning, right? And that's pretty normal. And so you you make a decision at that point. You're going to get out of there, or you're going to uh, proceed. It. It. Proceed, yeah. And uh, usually, I'll ask you if you want to create a permanent exception for that site. It's not giving you the option, Rob. No, it just says reload, and when I reload it, it says the same thing again. If you go further down, will it give you another option? I don't. Sometimes have a... you got to expand something, like uh, yeah. when it says advanced. If you click advanced. Yeah, it it just tells me at the very end, you cannot visit mail.google.com right now because the website uses HFTS. 
Mm. And it says network errors in attacks are usually temporary, so this page will probably work later. But it's been two days. So, try, try it with Firefox. Okay. See if something with Chrome is, is updating and protect, uh, quote-unquote protecting you. Um, I have. Um, okay, I could try that. I also have the, um, what's the new one with the big E? Uh, Explorer. Explorer Edge or Edge, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't Edge, do those. Right. I, I would do that as a last resort, Rob. Okay. Try so Firefox. Uh, See if that works, um, because then you know it's Chrome protecting you from something. Um, Google could have an issue. Uh, this is a computer, right? So, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's a G. Is there a Gmail app you can download? Is it Windows 10? Yes. So I think. Don't hold me to this. I haven't checked. But I think you can probably find a Gmail app on the Microsoft Store where you can download a local client. Because right now you're browsing to the mail. Right. And I'm guessing you, you can down, grab an app and have the mail come down as a local client. But don't hold me to that. I haven't checked that. I'm just throwing that out there. Okay. So how would I check? How would I you go to the Microsoft Store and see if Gmail has an app that you can put on the machine. And then instead of browsing to Gmail, which is what you're doing, you're doing it through a browser, the app will make the connection. If that exists, I've never tried this before, but they've got to have an app out there. I mean, I have it on my Android device, so you, they've got to have an app for Windows or Gmail. I haven't I have a chance to Google it right now. Uh, so check it, check if they do. And if they do, you can then have your mail communicate through the, the app rather than through the browser. Uh, okay, yeah, I mean, the computer works just fine, so... Yeah. Um, try, I will give that a go. Yeah, try Firefox. I bet you it's something with Chrome, some sort of security change in Chrome that is preventing this. And we can look to see if Google has any kind of issues, like Gmail issues that are occurring. But I would suspect it would be less than two days long. Okay. All right, Rob. Well, thanks for your help. Enjoy that Viper. Thank you. All right, bye-bye. <laughs> I do. Bye-bye. <laughs> bye-bye. No governors on the Viper. Um, yeah, I mean, I was talking about, so what he, what he was referring to was Tesla had put in crippleware that's what we call it in the technology world, that was limiting ludicrous speed on your monster vehicle there because they're worried about gearbox damage, battery damage, and wear. But if you're buying a car like that, and one of the things about an electric car, I'll tell you right now, if you're sitting in one of those things, when they punch that thing, your head goes back. Everything goes back. Your spleen goes back. Um, to actually have them cripple wear is just... It's an affront to technology, man. That's you, why it, they put those head rests on the back of the seats so that yeah. it wouldn't snap your head. Right. So to actually have it in there, they've removed it, but clearly there's an issue that they're worried about damaging the vehicle when you're at ludicrous speed. And we should have space balls. Why don't you have that ready to go, Mike? All right. We'll talk about that in a minute. We'll be right back. What happened? Where are they? I don't know, sir. They must have hyper on that thing. And what do we got on this thing? A Cuisinart? No, sir. We'll find them, catch them. Yes, sir. Prepare ship for light speed. No, no, no. Light speed is too slow. Light speed too slow? Yes. We're going to have to go right to ludicrous speed. <gasps> ludicrous speed? Sir, we've never gone that fast before. I don't know if the ship can take it. What's the matter, Colonel Sanders? Chicken? <laughs> uh, at least uh, Elon Musk has a sense of humor. Um, so one thing I was looking up for Ron in Cheshire was a Gmail app. Uh, for Windows 10. I don't know why. I had a brain fart. Of course, they probably don't have one, which they don't. Um, but you can, of course, configure your Gmail account within the Windows Mail app. 
right? So I'm not sure why I was thinking is to try to have you go the other way. Um, but you could, of course, go to the Windows Mail app and set up your Gmail box on that app so your mail can come to and fro that way rather than using a browser to get to your mail um, if you want to get around this other issue. So check that out for you there. Let's go on. I'll put a link up there for you. I can, it's, it's pretty easy to configure. Let's go to Don in Canton next. Hey, Don. Yeah, hi. Just a quick one. I think I'm, I just want to make sure I got it right. I want to move my favorites uh, folder, the items in my favorites folder, from an old computer to a new one. Mm-hmm. Do I just you know, like get a, uh, I don't know, a stick drive and and just copy the the contents of the old the old folder onto a stick and then just copy them over into the uh, the new the new folder? Yeah, what you're gonna do is. You're going to take and uh, take that thumb drive or your USB drive, plug it in, and then you want to open, navigate down to the C drive, users, okay. whatever your username is, okay, and then okay. there'll be a profile. So you can copy over your desktop. There'll be your favorites folder. There'll be a number of other folders you might want, your documents, uh, whatever it is that you want. And you, you could... Basically, you copy all of those onto your thumb drive, and then when you go to your new computer, go to the C, users, what your username is, and co- just overwrite what's in there. On, or, yeah, just overwrite. Does it matter if it's the different operating systems? Not since Vista. Okay, good. Okay, it's all pretty much the same since Vista. Everything's the same since Vista. That's, that's bad. I, I can't believe he said that, but that's, <laughs> that's probably bad news. All right, Don, you got yeah, that? I'm going, I'm going from Windows 7 to Windows 10. Okay, so then just a copy and a paste of those folders. And you got it. Into the same thing, yeah, okay. So I guess what happens when a, when a new Windows 10 fires up? It just knows to go there? It just knows to go there because everything's the same since Vista. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It just knows. Yeah, just another quick question. You're not big fans of, uh, now in Windows 10, it's not Internet Explorer. It's something called Edge, right? Yeah. You can get Explorer, too, but we're not big fans of anything Microsoft when it comes to browsers. They just never did a good job. Well, they dismantled their browser team. They got rid of it. So. Yeah. It was never good. So you don't like Edge? I'm not a big fan of Edge. The, the biggest one right now that we've been talking about that we see is the fastest generally is Chrome. Chrome and, is the number one browser right now. And, again, we don't, we don't have any allegiances. It's just in our practice for our clients – when they are dealing with cloud-based tools, uh, whether they be medical records programs or whatever they might be using for the cloud-based interface, most of those folks recommend Chrome due to the speed. Um, because once you go to the cloud, it's a whole lot slower than being there in your own local office uh, with your own local server. So you need every little bit to improve performance. So we have a cardiology client that literally, if it takes an extra second for some of these clicks to deal with the... Um, the uh, medical software, it's, it's, it's too much because these cardiologists are busy dealing with all sorts of patients. So every second counts, every click counts, and uh, Chrome is faster. Yeah, that previous call, you said that uh, Windows 10 has uh, built-in security. It does, yeah, Windows Defender. Oh, virus. virus. Yeah, yeah, Windows Defender. Windows Defender. And you, you like that better than uh, Norton? Yeah, I mean, for what I found for home use, it's it's fine. So you can use get away with the free software for your home, and if you add a web filter like OpenDNS, you'll be nice and safe. Okay, thanks a lot. Good show. Thank you. And I, I mean, I'm telling you what I use at my own home, and I've got three boys, and that should be enough said. And we haven't been hacked, haven't been hit, haven't been malwared. 
Only when I've lowered the filter security have we ever had an issue looking for baseball players, the Japanese baseball players. My bad idea. I had to lower the security for that, and boom, got hit right away. We're going to step out for a quick break. Get back to your calls. Jason and Dan, we'll be right back. We are back. This is Computer Talk. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we're here till 11 o'clock, taking your computer calls, comments, questions, and concerns. We didn't want to get this quick uh, news article out there. Bob uh, brought it in today that we thought you might find it interesting um, about, uh, what was it, the pacemakers, right, Bob? Yeah, nearly half a million pacemakers could get hacked. So if you have a pacemaker, okay, the uh, FDA sent a notice Tuesday that nearly half a million pacemakers from health company Abbott, formerly St. Jude Medical, are vulnerable to being hacked and need a software update to protect them. The devices are typically implanted under the skin and the chest area with wires that go into the heart to help keep it pumping at a healthy rate. Right. If this sounds a little familiar, it might be because it was a plot plot line in Homeland, the mm-hmm. spy show from Showtime, which, like CNET, is owned by CBS mm-hmm. and also WTSC is owned <laughs> yeah, by CBS, right? right? Yeah. Uh, in the aptly named episode, Broken Hearts, yeah. terrorists plot to use wireless communications to hack into the vice president's pacemaker. And, well, you can guess the rest. Right. So you may want to check on your, uh, on your if you have an Abbott pacemaker, the FDA is saying... You need an update. So the devices affected include the Accent, Anthem, Accent MRI, Accent ST, Assurity, and Allure. Wow. So. So We want to get that out there. It was something that was just out in the news just yesterday. Yeah, and the update should take about three minutes, they said. Mm -hmm. Could save your life (laughs) (laughs) Uh, if somebody wants to hack you. Let's go on to your calls again. Let's go to Jason in New Britain. Hey, Jason. Hello. Good morning, fellas. Really enjoy the show. Thanks. One of the questions I have is, are you aware of a conflict with Adobe DC and the Adobe Flash Player? And specifically, I have the subscription for Adobe DC. And Flash Players come out with two updates, which I downloaded. And then when I ran Adobe DC again, the scanning functions didn't work. And after doing some research online, I just went into my registry, it deleted the Adobe folder, restarted my computer, fired up the software, and it worked fine. And this has happened twice. Hmm. Could that be a problem with my machine, or are you familiar with a bug? Hmm. I'm not familiar with any bug. I'm looking up here to see if we can see anything online that talks about it. But if you know how to fix it, clearly it's every time it updates, it's doing something to it, correct? So Yeah, I'm not quite sure. So I'm... You know, I don't know that I need to update Flash Player now each time, but the only time I do it is when I receive a notice. Right. When now, I restart my machine, Adobe comes up and says there's updates available. Right. So Adobe okay. has announced that they are uh, going to no longer support Flash. They're phasing it out. You know that, right? Yeah, I did see that. Uh, <clears throat> I was not aware of that. Yeah, they, Flash has been a big security problem forever. So what would be the alternative to Flash? HTML5. Is that something where I would go online and search for HTML5 and then download it like I do with Adobe Flash? No, that's the actual programming uh, language that the Internet is based on. It's HTML. For, for, so for video, where Flash was using those, its engine, you're not going to use HTML5 for its 
video style. Yeah, so that's versions of HTML. And the current version pretty much has been, uh, up till recently, uh, version 4. So now they've come up with version 5, which has more extensions built in. Oh, I see. So things. does that automatically... It replaces your your Flash, hopefully, so, for the, for those sites uh, that are So the site is built on HTML language. Right. Okay, so if the site is built on HTML5, then HTML5 natively supports the functions that we used to get from Flash. Right. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so, so if I understand what you're saying, you still need to have Flash in order to view other things that legacy are not done in sites. HTML5. Correct, legacy stuff that those guys haven't updated, correct. You'll need ah, that okay. for a while, but okay. it will be phasing out. We'll put a link up to an article about it if you want to read more about it. Sure, um, for you. Yeah. Uh, one more question, if I may. Yeah. Uh, about a month ago, uh, the week before you guys went on vacation, yeah, <laughs> or somebody went on vacation, yep. they were playing reruns, yep. or best of, yeah. Um, Bitdefender came pushed out an update overnight, uh-huh. and it conflicted with Word. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, yeah. So I, if I opened a Word file, I couldn't save it um, by the same name. I'd have to give it a new name, and it was just a mess. So I. <laughs> Fortunately, I have tech support. So I called Word, yeah. and they said, yeah, we're familiar with that problem. You need to uninstall Bitdefender if you want. Bitdefender or Defender? Are you talking BitLocker? No, no, Bitdefender. No, Bit- Bitdefender, because I, I got rid of Bitdefender, and now I'm just using Windows Defender and OpenDNS, yeah. uh, like many of the calls uh, right before we discussed. Okay, so, so Bitdefender is another. I never even heard of that tool. Um, okay, yeah, that's another antivirus tool. It's another antivirus too, and I'm not sure that it's any better than what you know. I'm home home use. Yeah, not so, sure that it's any better than what I have now with OpenDNS and the Windows firewall and the Windows Defender. Defender. I would say it's not. So I would say you've gotten getting rid of it's fine. However, I'll tell you this: so Bitdefender had the update and it affected Word. Yeah, we have seen, believe it or not, Matt Lauer alerted me to an issue with a product called Webroot one morning. <laughs> where and this is a serious high-end business grade antivirus where the boys at Webroot actually saw Microsoft as a threat and an update affected hundreds of thousands of computers i literally almost spit my coffee up all over the f- kitchen floor uh when i heard Matt Lauer say it so any of these antivirus products can do this to you including windows own defender i would contend they could screw it up too and cause their own products to have issues uh, because there's a, it's an arms race out there of trying to figure out who the bad guys are and who the good guys are, and, and they continue to tweak their products. And uh, they don't eat their cat food first and uh, try it on themselves first and bring themselves down first before they bring the rest of us down. <laughs> yes. So, uh, you know, you're, no matter what tool you use, you could find that the medicine is worse. I had a client give me a hard time about Microsoft updates. Oh, we did an update, Eric, and now uh, we can't do uh, Outlook um, indexing properly. Well, yeah, it's a Microsoft problem. We did the updates to protect your machine. If we didn't do the update, right. I'll be yelled at for some other reasons. So you, it's the medicine sometimes is a is a problem when you update things, and no matter yeah. what you choose. Yeah, what was interesting is when I called, you know, I fiddled with it for a couple hours, and when I finally called, I think I called Microsoft, and they said, oh, yeah, we've been getting a whole bunch of these calls. We're very <laughs> familiar with what's going on. Yeah, and I've never heard. It puts you in a predicament. As yeah. To, what what to do? Just like you described. So, yeah. Okay. Well, so you're good. We're we're doing the best we can out here. So <laughs> I really appreciate your show. You guys do a great job. Thank you. Thanks, Jason. You're welcome. All right. Bye bye.
Yeah, so uh, you don't need to have paid antivirus on your home computer. But even the business ones you pay for can still cause trouble, like I just gave you an example for. That was a crazy day, wasn't it, Bob? When WebRoot hit and did that to us? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what yeah. are you going to do? Let's go on to Dan in Bristol next. Hey, Dan. Hey, how you doing? Simple question, I hope. No, so- no sound on my computer. On my, I, it's uh, nothing from the uh, monitor. Uh, is it? Oh, is it a green cable going to the monitor? Like from from the? Is it a full computer or laptop? What is it? No, it's a, a full uh, desktop. Okay. And it's probably about seven or eight years old. Okay. And, and I'm watching fifties uh, oldies. Of course, we get a phone call right uh, now. Of course. Fifties uh, oldies music with no yeah. music. Well, that's no fun. Um, I had to throw away my speakers recently because my speakers finally died in my computer. So my question is, if you've got a green cable going from the back of your computer, it's either plugged into the green port, which is usually a speaker port, and, and it'll come out into your speakers. You could have bad speakers. You could have a, the cable could have come loose. Uh, in my case, my uh, we had an issue with the wire. I'll, I'll go as far as that. <laughs> what I would do is uh, I would suggest that you click on the little uh, up arrow, if you will, in the system tray. And look for your speaker icon. Yeah, Bob's going to check the obvious here. And then see if it has a little red X next to it, which would mean that it was disabled, your sound. And then the other thing, if you right-click on that, you can ch- uh, you can uh, click on the playback devices. And usually there's a few of them in there. Yeah, he's checking to make sure you're playing it back, or even the volume is turned up. I so, I should have used those basics as well. Yeah, it's you're going to see that there are multiple uh, playback devices in there, and you need to click on the one that is that, that one that's actually uh, connected to your speakers. Right. Well, I'm looking at uh, speakers, Realtek high definition audio. Nice. And then real, and there's another one that says the same thing: digital, Realtek digital, Realtek digital output, Realtek yeah. high definition. Yeah, there's a lot of options because your sound card is probably fairly current, and you could deal with optical connections or the old uh, hardwire connected, you know, all sorts of connections. Yeah, so you want to click on the one that you're actually using. You And the other thing is you want to make sure that it's uh, enabled. And your volume is up. And that you're not muted. I bet you that some sort, sort of cable issues occurred here where your green cable that goes from the speakers to the back of your computer is loose. Start with that. And uh, then look at the other things, too, Bob talked about to see if you have to, to get it going. Your speakers do fail. I mean, mine did fail for a couple of reasons. Yeah, the speaker is in, built into the monitor. Oh, again, check the other side. Make sure the other side is plugged into well, the monitor properly. There again, it could be disabled in your monitor. In your monitor, yeah. The hardware could be turned on, off, turned off. Right, or the volume could be turned down. Because mm-hmm. there's a, there's a, typically there are two of the buttons when you're not when you don't have the control panel up it'll actually turn the volume up and down so you have to go into the monitor config you don't do that through the computer you do that through the buttons on your monitor yeah i'm i'm looking at it right now okay. you, i only see two playback playback two playback device options on this should there be more no no that might be all you got just make yeah. sure one of them is the right one you could try both try the other one obviously if if you're you got to try the right combination to get the speakers going again Make sure they're connected. Make sure the volume's up. Make sure they're turned on. All those things, and then choose the other playback device to see if somehow the system um, inadvertently chose the wrong one. And maybe uh, you can find the manual for your monitor that'll tell you how to do all that. Yeah, or and maybe possibly your speakers died. The too yep. many, too much fifties music, Dan. <laughs> well, I'm looking at Kenny Vance uh, muted. 
<laughs> Kenny Vance. I don't know Kenny Vance. You know Kenny Vance? I don't know Kenny oh. Vance. Oh, God. You guys, uh, I'm 68 years old, so you guys, who all know how old you are? Yeah, well, we're not that old yet. Well, I'm close, <laughs> but. <laughs> all right, guys, I'll give it a try. All right, Dan. Thank you. Yeah, bye-bye. Um, all right, uh, take a break. All right, step up for a quick break. We got Ruth, Danny, Jack. Hang on, this is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're going to be here at 11 o'clock, and uh, this is UConn football season, and the UConn Huskies did a great job coming back Thursday night. It was uh, awesome to see them do that. We would definitely love more marching band coverage if you're you know, the SY, SYN network there. Feel free to show the marching band because there's probably as many marching band fans as there are UConn football fans. Um, but I bring this up only because our show gets preempted on Saturdays occasionally, based on UConn football. And so next Saturday, we will be preempted because the game is at noon. And what I found over the 20-plus years of doing this program, we our preemption is based on the quality of the team. So if the team is doing really well and playing really well, uh, the games will be in the evening during more of a primetime TV audience. If they're not, they'll be ending up at noon. So I don't know what to predict this season. Um, I hope they do really well and we're not preempted. But we could find ourselves more preempted this this um, season, if they still are kind of struggling as they get back with Etzel and all that. But this coming Saturday, we will be preempted because it is a noon well, kickoff. Maybe Randy will bring the team up to uh, yeah. oh, top what a, level right, right off the bat. That yeah. would be great. You could see the difference with his coaching style in that last game versus our, pri- our previous coach. So I have a lot of high hopes for the team. So if they're doing well, we won't be preempted. If they're doing fair to Midland, we will find ourselves well, like being preempted. I see UConn doing well. Oh, of course. And please show the marching band. Don't recap. Nothing me. wrong with the marching no, band. No, come on, man. Those guys are pride of Connecticut. Especially when they do the overhead shots. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's incredible. So that's just because I'm biased. Let's go on to our resident groupie, Danny. Danny, what's up? Hey, guys. Listen, hey. that's uh, my Samsung tablet where I say I keep losing the uh, Wi-Fi. Yeah. Or not actually losing it. It'll, the icon shows up, but when I go to... You know, do anything. It just circles, and then I have to turn it off and turn it back on. Not good. Now, I've been power cycling that, like you said. Yeah. So will that take a, a while to correct that, or is there anything else I can do? Well, your Wi-Fi might be a problem in your home. Are you um, having? Uh, no, the, all the other tablets, everything works great. My old um, Acer. And oh boy. All right, so you could have an issue with the Wi-Fi um, receiver in your Samsung. That so you're still having the issue. You yeah. may have to call and talk about getting it repaired, replaced, updated, modified, fixed. Do you have a still a warranty with it? Jeez, I don't know. It's probably three years old Ooh, now. Boy. And you barely used it. I know. <laughs> well, I was, I'm a slow adopter. I know. Uh, I can tell you Best Buy does sell them, um, so you could always bring it to them. Uh, they do have a bit of a, a geek shop there. Right. And see if they can take a look at it um, and maybe give you an idea okay. of cost to repair it. But there's nothing else you can do other than yeah. the power cycle. Okay. Hey, listen, that last, that last SpaceX launch, did you see the, the camera shot from the water of the barge? I did not. Well, they had a camera shot from the water, not on the barge, but away from the barge, and you could actually see the first stage rocket booster come down and land nice. uninterrupted. So, All right, so they proved it. They don't, they're well, doing either it. Either that or they got really good fake photos. Yeah, well, they just got to go play the uh, launch in reverse and the same yeah. thing. Right, but it's on YouTube if <laughs> awesome. you can see it. Thanks, Danny. Okay, have a nice weekend. You too. All right, we'll move on to uh, Jack in Glastonbury next. Hey, Jack. Hey, how you doing? Good, how are you, sir? 
Hey, um, two days ago, uh, OpenDNS seemed to crash. Did anybody else experience that? Um, no. Anyway, I tried to contact them, and their phones weren't working back in San Francisco. I thought maybe the San Francisco had fallen into the ocean or something. <laughs> we can really, only hope. I mean, their phones, they answered, and they said the um, business hours were such and such, and then right. they said we're not open, and it was during their business hours. What period of time did this occur? Because I, I haven't seen anything um, uh, personally, and I haven't seen it through other other channels either. So what, It when... happened uh, uh, two days ago in the afternoon. Huh. And uh, anyway, I uh, I figured out because I I undid the DNS stuff on my computer. Yeah. I don't I don't have a router that works with that. Right, right. And then everything worked. Okay. So, so then I called Cisco, yeah. the parent company. Right. They, they didn't know anything about it. You know, they, they were totally. If they didn't know anything about it, and I didn't either, and we have a lot of folks that we use with this tool, it may not have been an issue with OpenDNS. Well, when I put the I understand. That I understand. Their address is back in. It, it failed again. No, so I understand. Every, yeah. So anyway, that was the story. Yeah. Uh, uh, I just wonder if anybody else had that problem. Yeah. The other, the other quick question I want to ask you was: uh, I've got a couple of um, uh, licenses from Microsoft for uh, Office 10 and Office 13. Yes. But I've never loaded those on. I got the keys and everything. Will they still work? They or? will still work, and you still can use them, Jack. So feel free to do so. I want to thank you guys for joining us on the Saturday morning. See you next week. Not next week, the week, week after. after. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.